This is Flow and Vent Radio. Flow and Vent Radio. With, with, with Rob, Mike, and Mike. Yo. Hi, everybody. What's happening? Oh, we're good? Yes, we're, we're good. We're live? We're live. You good with your summer color. candy? Living color. What is it? What's happening, everybody? Happy June. <laughs> this wonderful month. Thank God summer's here. It's warm. It's actually warm. It's the first my first day off where it's not shitty outside. Chad, how you doing over there? Good, doing, man. Good to hear you. He's happy with his new fastboard challenge. Going. <laughs> <laughs> it's wonderful. <laughs> Opening bottles. That's <laughs> so so today we have the brains behind the fastboard. If you guys want to introduce yourselves, <laughs> introduce yourselves. Yeah, like I said, we just we just send it here. A fun time and. Yeah, my name's Eric Allen. Uh, I came up with a fast board about seven years ago. Uh, it took me about four years or so to get a working product out. Um, I've been with Philadelphia Fire Department for 24 years, and I've been in their SOC program since they formally uh, had a a class. Hmm. I was lucky I got into the first class, and uh, so that's about 18 years now that we actually went active in 2004. Wow. So I've been with them. Um, I was a bit of a rope nerd, so I got to teach the next three classes in there also. Cool. And uh, I'm also a member of PA Task Force One. I've been with them for about 17 years, been pretty operational with them also. Awesome. My name is Chris Simpson. I uh, work with Eric at Fast Rescue. I'm an, a rep and instructor. Uh, travel all over doing demos and expos and stuff. Uh, currently signed a Ladder 19. Had my one in Philly. I've been there for a few years. And before that, I worked out in Harrisburg, PA. Ooh, smart. Cool. Bringing in that Western knowledge today. <laughs> <laughs> I it's the first time you have guys from, you know, actually, you know, met, hung out with guys from that area. Yeah. So that's yeah. pretty, that's, that's pretty cool. Normally we just drive through it. <laughs> back, back to the Ohio story. Don't stop. <laughs> Just keep going. Actually, let's talk about the fastboard a little bit while we're uh, right. We're the subject. Let's let's chat about it. Let's let's go into you know why you came up with the idea. What you know what drove you to do it and go cool. from there. All right. Uh, I came on the department. I believe it was two years after Rising Sun Baptist Church. Uh, we lost two members there, and. Uh, if you ever get to see the presentation on that, uh, you should definitely do it. It's a, it's a great presentation. Um, the instructor, or they brought up Rescue One to talk to, to us about it. Uh, and one of the, probably the, the best firemen, fire officers that I ever met, um, Freddie Endicott, uh, he's Chief Endicott. Uh, he's moved on. He's in FEMA now. Um, he was one of the gentlemen along him and uh, Louis Braston um, pulled a member out of that basement. Mm-hmm. And uh, I remember them telling us that it was the, the hardest thing they had ever done. They both came out of there. They thought they were going to die down there trying to get him out. And uh, it made a big impression on me, but they did what they had to do. And uh, that's just kind of how it came across. Um, Years later, I, uh, you know, finally got into SOC, um, was going through the first SOC program, mm-hmm. and we had the day, you know, it's a, this, we're going to be moving firemen, we're going to move firemen upstairs. They showed us how to do it, showed us what they knew, technique worked, it sucked, you know, it's, you know, laborious, it's, you know, yeah. just ball busting, getting a guy up, right. up a set of stairs and doing it effectively. Um, and the instructors challenged us they were like hey we know this is hard you think you can come up with something better go do it well we put a couple ideas out there nothing worked nothing was any better Um, and then when I got to teach the next three courses that's one of the things I was teaching and and I said the same thing Mm. to those guys and on the uh, the third iteration the third class that I was teaching I said it and I'm back up and I'm watching these guys do it and I look over at one of the other instructors and I'm like why are we asking these guys to come up with something better if this isn't good Mm -hmm. let's come up with something better and a couple of instructors were like 
absolutely, let's do it. And I'm like, cool, man, let's meet at my house next week. We'll sit down, we'll talk, we'll you know, come up with some ideas. A couple of weeks go by, I'm working on it every day because right, right. I just, I bite it, I bit in and I just couldn't let it go. Hey, what's going on? Are you guys, are we getting together? Ah, you know, life, right. kids, this, that. Cool, man, no problem. I'm going to be over here working on it. I'll throw you things and you guys can give me feedback on what I'm doing. Fast forward a bit, you know, I, uh, working on things, I actually do take it to some of the instructors. Hey, this is what I came up with so far. Work with it. Tell me what works, what doesn't. Right. Don't be my friend. Kick me in the freaking teeth right. every step. Up. Hey, man, I, I don't want your accolades. I, I want you to tell me what's wrong. So that happened for a, a long time. I mean, it started out with popsicle sticks and tool dip, but <laughs> we don't have to go that far back. <laughs> and, you know, bar napkins. Um, but they kept... I kept giving it to them. They kept saying, hey, this is a problem. I kept fixing it. And uh, eventually it was the time to pull that trigger and, and uh, get it made. And, uh, you know, a lot of money goes into getting something like that made, getting some protection on it. Um, and then I had the first board, you know, no rigging, no anything else. And it's sitting in front of me on the floor at the firehouse. I just gotten it came in the mail I'm looking at it I'm all proud I'm like wow it's right there right. you know it's it's there and then I got real quiet and I was like oh man it's right there <laughs> and then I, I started thinking about my kids and I'm like yeah, just because you have a kid don't mean you're a you might mean you fathered something right. but don't make you a dad and I'm looking at him like this is like a child mm-hmm. I got a fucking feed this thing right. I have to nurture this thing yeah. I have to explore it and you know do all of that so uh, that's what I did I started putting it together got some training done on it and then I took it to those guys that taught me um, one of the two of the people that I would not push it out to without them taking a look at it was Louis Braston okay. um, and also Chief Endicott and uh, I and it took me forever to get Chief Endicott to sit down and look at it because he's just right. he's that guy. Yeah. Uh, and I finally almost emotionally blackmailed him to come and take a look at it. <laughs> like, look, I've been trying to get you to take a look at this thing for a while. Louis Braston told me I had to show it to you. And he's like, all right, I'll be there in 15 minutes. <laughs> he rolls in. I'm like, I just need five minutes. I just need you to look at it. About an hour and a half later... After he goes through the whole thing with me, and he gives me his blessing, mm-hmm. uh, that's when I started going out and marketing it. Okay, cool. And uh, I mean, it seems like it's taken off. It has. Um, first year, you know, it was just me out there right, with right. my business partner, um, and he's not a fireman. He was really the financial backing. Okay. Um, Sam Cohen, he's my uh, my business partner, and. You know, I'm out there knocking, cold calling and knocking on doors and saying, hey, can you look at this? And I put one in a bag and I took it to FDIC and I didn't have a place to stay. Right. I didn't have, you know, anything. I didn't have a booth. I just walked around and did guerrilla marketing. <laughs> and, uh, but that's huge. And it worked. It worked. Guys were excited about it. It worked. You know, and I, I showed some guys from Seattle and, uh-huh. you know, got it out there. And, you know, the next year we were back. And uh, we had a booth, and you know, first year I think we sold about twenty-five. The next year, you know, we had a big jump. This year we're having a huge jump. I think we we really started to get our feet underneath us, and uh, and now we have a space, and now we have employees, and now it's a real deal. And now it's a real deal. And uh, yeah, but that's where it kind of came from. It came from the shoulders of men that I stood on that taught me mm-hmm. and and I took the difficulties that they had and I'll always give those accolades back to those guys you know right. the guys who taught me special operations who taught me ropes who taught me confined space that is where it really came from mm-hmm. um, I've just put what they've given me into play right. and uh, you know, the Philadelphia Fire Department you know took a chance on me put me on the course took a chance on me let me go to the company mm-hmm. took a chance on me put me in FEMA Right. You know, and uh, I give all that those accolades back there. I mean, this is where I got the knowledge, and, right, right, right. and uh, 
I did it originally for the guy standing next to me in my company and mm-hmm. my house. And then uh, it just right. And now it, it's everyone. Now it's, yeah. now it's starting it's to take off and starting to get awesome. that. Yeah. Cool. So I mean, and we see it. I mean, I've seen it. I know they have one. Yeah, Danny bought. I think Danny bought one. Two. One, I don't know. He said two. I I've seen one. He said two. I know the guys by, by where I work and the, our mutually they're picking them up now. I know Steve's running around everywhere. Yeah, Steve chasing <laughs> up in this area. You know, definitely give a shout out to Steve for this area. He uh, he's a great dude, oh, yeah. huge asset for the company. Steve's Steve's story is awesome too. <laughs> he calls me up one day. I was just posting stuff out on yeah, Facebook. Right. He calls me up and says, "Hey man, I saw this thing. I didn't know who it was. He's like, I'm a fireman." Uh, can I come and take a look at that? I was like, yeah, man. I'll be at the firehouse on this day. Right. He comes down, and I'm like, where are you from? And he tells me where he's from, and I'm like, oh, yeah, okay, cool. <laughs> you just drove two hours to see <laughs> this thing? <laughs> and I go over the whole thing with him, and uh, he's like, man, I really like this. Can I can I show this around a little bit and see right. if I can get some people to buy it? And I met him 45 minutes earlier, and I was like, well, that's yours. You know, <laughs> go do what you do with it, and wow. then he's just been a monster for me that's ever great. since. Yeah, he's, awesome. he's an awesome guy. But uh, yeah, I I saw it in him. He was like, as soon as he walked in the door, he's killing. It. He, yeah. I'm like, this this <laughs> yeah, guy's this killing. Guy's got a mission. Yeah. <laughs> so, so besides, you know, I, you know, I've seen a couple of videos online, and, and as we spoke, the structural stuff of it, you know, the packaging, the moving of a down farm. And, seen some stuff on like ice rescue that's what I like Like, if you don't mind go into that a little bit because I know like for us it'd be extremely beneficial as like a an all around like a Swiss army knife yeah for for a volunteer town that's small like this you know some guys might be like ah well we can't buy this we can't buy that it's something you have to look for is a Swiss army knife but you you can do if we can get one tool that does seven different things I mean but volunteer or career I don't think it really matters if you can get one tool that does seven eight different things in one stop shop I think it's beneficial to everybody yeah quite honestly I mean, that's really a lot of what I was going for. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I first did it, it was to get a fireman out of a basement. Right. That's it. You know, and then I'm like, hey, wow, this works really good for confined space. Mm-hmm. What else can we do with it? Uh, well, you know, let's put some rope rescue into it. And even though I moved away from that because uh, lots of different reasons. But and then I was like, well, why can't we put it in the water? Right. And then we went out and did a bunch of testing. We did a bunch of classes. And uh, it works great for getting yeah. people out of ice. Right. Um, and really, one of the reasons why it works well is the same reason it works well for the other things we do. Mm-hmm. It's made to get up over the top of something. Right. Um, and it being a short board, the fulcrum on the board is much smaller than some of the other systems out there um, that are specifically for ice. Gotcha. They're too long. They're too buoyant. And if they get pushed down uh, on the ice shelf, which if you have a rescuer right. pulling a rescuer out, that rescuer is not panicking. Exactly. And But if you have a civilian or anybody in the water, they're going to climb that thing, and they're going to pull that thing as far down in the water as they can as they're trying to do that. Mm-hmm. And I've seen some other systems get locked because the fulcrum's too far down and it won't move. Right. Um, and that's one of the things I did with the board. I actually went out, got in the water with it on an ice shelf, pushed it completely under the ice right. shelf, and myself underneath there with it. And within three seconds of them starting to make that pull, right. we had pop, we were on top of the ice and moving. That's great. Um, so some some things were lucky finds, mm-hmm. and uh, and I agree with you one hundred percent. I mean, we we need Swiss Army knives, right. and what that does for us as as firemen is it increases our confidence mm. you know I know that for confined space oh wait a minute I know yeah. it exactly the same yeah. for this exactly. I, and I know it exactly the same for this and uh, we're starting some of that Swiss Army nice stuff where we're moving into law enforcement and okay. uh, the tactical side cool because if a policeman sees it and us using right. it and he's familiar with it then he can use it too right um, so we're, we're pushing off into that side of it also. We're actually putting a ballistic panel on the board. Wow. So now we can be we can use it as a shield. And then? We can use it as an entry tool. Uh, we can use it as for door breaching. Wow. Um, the tactical movement through a house to be able to put a 
32 inch by 12 inch panel in front of a guy as he's moving at you. Big deal. It's a problem. Yeah. All right. So. Damn, that's awesome. Now, what do you guys think of? I know, like, the, you know, what about like the medical side of it? Like, because, you know, some of us have been super EMS. Like, yes, the fast forward has all the trinkets to it. Uh, we get it. We get it. Right? I'm just saying. You know, there's some of you. There's, you know, there's EMS agencies out there that would use it. You know, for for movement. You yeah. know, if you're going towards you know the LE side, and you know you got the fire side under wraps. Like, it's a constant evolution of this that could be used everywhere. Yeah. You know. Yeah, we, we've gotten a little pushback on uh, from the medical side. Yeah. Packaging a guy face down. Um, and generally, that's really, it's about knowledge and training. Correct. You know, are we going to package a civilian who is talking to us face down to be able to move them across a horizontal plane? No, right. we're not going to do that because we would scare the shit well, out yeah. of them. Facebook people say. <laughs> right. but on Facebook, it's right. Are we going to move a firefighter that is unconscious or not breathing face down? so that I don't have to remove his bottle or worry about it getting caught on something? Yeah. yeah. Uh, am I going to circumvent, and do I teach circumventing protocol mm. when I come up on a firefighter who's not breathing, who's non-responsive, right. and I know that I have a finite amount of time, we call it the five or die. Uh, when that guy goes down, if he's not breathing when he hits the floor, i got about five minutes to be able to get him to advanced medical care before he starts having brain death. Right. Now, if I get him there in six, is he going to be any less smart than he already was? Probably not. He went into a fire. <laughs> <where the> crazy. <laughs> but, you know, when you start talking about the, uh, the math of rescue, you start going into the Mayday projects, you start going into all these studies, and they're talking about average time, acceptable time, is 15 to 25 minutes using anywhere from 9 to 25 guys. Right. You're not rescuing somebody. If they weren't breathing, they're yeah. not going to breathe again if you're doing it in that amount of time. It doesn't matter if you top their bottle off. It doesn't it's matter. Science. It's science. It's the way it's the science. Body goes, body I, goes. I call it the math. And some of the stuff that we're going to be coming out with, it's the math of rescue. Right. It's there. I mean, you look at the Mayday Project from uh, Don Abbott. Yeah. I, I got to actually meet him at FDIC this year. And uh, it was one of the biggest compliments I had ever had when he came to the booth. And he's like, you guys are fucking doing it. Wow. He's like, mm-hmm. all this other stuff is cool. It's right. rope rescue. Mm-hmm. It's what we have to do. You're going to save somebody with that. Right. And I was like, oh, man. That was Don Abbott. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's what I'm awesome. saying. That's what's pretty cool. It's not just, hey, you know, you made a board. There's a science, the process behind it yeah. is what really makes it. Yeah. You know, you know what I'm saying? Like, the message behind it, the, the, there's yeah. actual some... We try to make it real simple. Right. Uh, because, you know, we're not... Uh, what we want to do is we want to draw training time right. down and draw out the longevity think about right, right. Of, of that training. Exactly. And um, so the board is is simple. Mm-hmm. It's a simple concept. It's right. put them on the board, make one connection, one pull, and start moving them out of the space. But there's a lot we can do with it. I mean, understanding how to move a body, mm-hmm. understanding the dynamics of the, the shape of the board and how you can use that to benefit yourself. Right. Understanding why we don't put a 200-foot bag of rope in a, you know, four-to-one pulley system and, yeah. you know, this and this and this and why we don't, I mean, we have a strap to put the rip pack on it, but right. we suggest you take the rip pack off. Right. You know? And we, you know, uh, so there's a lot of form and function that goes right. into it. For me, I could go through basically every inch of it and tell you why I did why, what I did. And that's big because, you know, last night I was having a conversation with one of my captains, and we were talking about just just the FAST team itself, the, the concept of it. Because up here, it's in our mutual aid, it's, you know, two or three towns are only allowed to do it, technically. You know, down south, it was same thing, one or two towns, but you're showing up with a Stokes basket full of... Go on. This is where it gets interesting. <laughs> go on. See, I, I, go on. I, I gotta say you're wrong there. No, I want everybody to be. And the that, fast and team. see, here's the problem, and I think you guys could attest to this. Uh, no one wants to be the fast team. 
No one wants to be, you know. No one wants to be the driver either. No, exactly. But it's an important job. job, job, But no one wants to do it. And especially up by us, I'll say that you get called as a fast team, every guy sits there and goes, son of a bitch. (laughs) Son of a bitch. Because nine times out of ten, you're not going to work. But you're not going to work. My question is why? Because there's some towns and jurisdictions and companies. That show up and stand there like lawn shepherds. Yes. There's some that throw ladders and are progressive. Uh, Why doesn't nobody want to do it? It's because it's simple. We've talked about it. Call volume is up. Fire volume is down. Right. If you're going to go to a fire once every six months, do you really want to be the guy who throws three ground ladders and stands there with your hook in your ass? No, you don't. That's why. You can run 700 activated fire alarms and 3,000 CO alarms, and it'd be great. It's like the one fire you get every six months, everybody's going to want to run inside with it, like a chicken without their head off. And that's a concept and a and a culture that needs to change. Agreed. Yes. And, and, the way, agreed. and the way that you change that, or my opinion, the way you change it, uh, you know, and I'll try to stick to my opinions only. <laughs> but uh, my my opinion on the way you change that is you are you are at the service of the people. Right. Yeah. You know? mm-hmm. Do I go to work to service the people? No, I don't. I go to work because I like working as a fireman, and I like the guys I work with. And if I didn't, I would go somewhere else and work. And if it's my day to drive, I'm going to be the best goddamn driver who's out there all day long. And if I show up at a fire and i got to stand outside and watch it burn, well, I'm going to make sure that everybody else has what they need. And if you don't take that attitude... Go do something else, man. McDonald's is hiring. I, gar- I guarantee you. No, stop. Except the one with them smart and, it, and right you know, does it suck? Yeah, it sucks. Right. I agree. And and that guy inside, when he comes out and you got your shit set up and you know what the Bravo Delta and Charlie side mm-hmm. looks like and you help throw a ladder or right. you do this or that, when that guy comes out, if he doesn't go, hey, man, I saw you through the window, you were fucking helping or doing this or pulling line or, or, right. or whatever, that's on him. Make work, and we call it. And this is from the mill side and from training uh, on the mill side. Look for work. Yeah. You don't have to stand there with your yeah ceiling I, hook up your ass. I, I I couldn't agree more. And I think right. that's I think that's one of the problems that a lot of towns volunteer doesn't matter. A lot of firemen sometimes think you immediately go as the fast team. You're just going to be the guy who stands there. And, uh, be proactive. It's a culture. It's it, right. ladder the building, soften the building. Like you said, make work, find work for yourself. Find you work. don't have to be the guy who just stands there. Yeah. Do what you have to do. Don't freelance. But if you're called, be ready to go to work. Yeah. And, and I think that's a lot of people don't don't see it like that. They just see it as I'm sure you're yeah. gonna you're gonna roll there with your, whatever you bring, and you're just gonna stand there with a, you know a rip pack and a Stokes basket. That's it. And that's the difference between what. What I like to call an outstanding fireman <laughs> who's outside standing right. and a worker. Yeah, right, you know, right. A worker goes up and he's like, hey, man, that building might come down and I'm going to have to go to work. Mm-hmm. So let me soften the building. Mm-hmm. Let me get my secondary entrance and egress. Where are the ladders? Where are the mm-hmm. problems? Where's the knowledge that guy's not getting? And let's feed it back to that right. guy. You know, um, And if you're not doing that, then the problem is you're not being taught that enough. When you come in the door and you're like, okay, well, you know, we're going to go over fast training and this and that. No. Hey, man, you're the most important guy on the on the fire ground. Right. And uh, Chief Horse kind of enlightened me. Chief Horse is a guy who works for us. used to be a chief out in, in Harrisburg. Um, it's like, he came to me and he's like, who is, why do we have an AED? And my response was, in case we go down on the fire ground. He's like, yes. But everybody else's thought, or a vast majority, is we have an AED for the civilians. No, we have an AED for us. Yeah. We do us right. first. Well, that's, I and then a, everybody else gets taken care of. Exactly. I had a battle here. Like, yes, you know, when I, I brought med kits back. We had no oxygen, no AEDs, no nothing. I was like, one town was throwing them out. They said, hey, Rob, you want them? We're going to just get rid of them. You can take them. You're going to have to do all the work on your own, but you got the equipment. The guy in charge at the time was like, "No, we're not. For, we're not EMTs. We're not. For, we don't, we're not running ambulance." I was like, "You gotta be kidding me! You gotta be shitting me!" I go, "How many times you go take a blow after it? Like, you know, let me just hit the bottle quick. It's simple, two seconds. But like you said, something happens. You have it. You know, it's going to take the ambulance. You know, five minutes to figure out what the hell is going on before your own guys, your own crew can 
fuck it, drop everything, run, go get what they got to do and start working before, right. God forbid, anybody else figures out what's going on. Yeah. I think that's, and, you know, getting back to, to fasting stuff, I, when it comes to training, I think that's one of the biggest things that the fire service in general looks past. You know, we do the Denver drill and we do carries and it's how to make your air pack a harness and what are you going to do with your gem tour belt and where's the drag system. Yes, that's all stuff that we need and that's all stuff that you need to do. I'm 100% Absolutely. in agreement with that. 100%. But it's the stuff that when you're not activated, you also need to train on. Mm. Throwing your ladders. Are you going to have to do a window extension? It's that stuff that is kind of looked past the outside stuff that right. you know people just take in general, which it's not always that case yeah. that, you, that you need to constantly train on as well as the carries and everything along that nature. Yeah. And that's that's a mindset that has to be taught. Yes. And, I mean, changing a mindset and changing a culture is a, is a tough thing. When you show up as a fast team, you need to be collecting information. Yeah. You need to be uh, you need to be a skills collector. Right. You know what is what could go wrong, and what am I going to do about it? Because when it happens, it's too goddamn late. Right. It's like a science. I mean, again, the only place I've written fast was down south and at work. If you well, when I was on the engine, the third do engine would be the would be Rick. Yeah. But um, you know, sometimes you look around and you can smack me if you want, but some places just kind of expect that. Let me show up, drop the basket, look without doing what you're saying. No, you're you're not wrong. Like by you said, it's, we may not have like the outstanding, you know, the super buff rescue around yeah. here, like New York City or whomever. But I feel like all that training you do, all the extra classes you do, you know, that's all right. No, but you're, you're, I, I, <laughs> you know, I, I agree with you. You're not why wrong not by work any towards something. Yeah. You know, that's what you did. You took all this energy, everything you've learned, and you created something. Yeah. So. <laughs> you can't just throw your shit away. No, I I, you know? I, I agree with you. You're, you're not wrong by any means. By they're just, it, whether it be here or somewhere else, where they just plop down and that's the end of it. Yeah. You know, but like you said, it's a mindset. It, it's okay. We're here. We're you know this is our designation. Let's find something to do, so we're not just standing there. Yeah, I call it when I teach um, some different levels. Uh, I mean, I always consider it. Look at what you're doing and find the congestion. Mm. Where are things not moving as fluidly as they should? When you see that mud start happening, that's where you can interject yourself. Yeah, that's the work that needs to be done. Mm. And you can you can move in there, clean it up a little bit, and then come right back to where you were. I'm not overly engaged or whatever. I, and all I'm doing, if I move over there and help a little bit, well, then all I did is move over there and collect some information. Yeah. I made them a little smoother. I polished them up a little bit. I sent them on their way. I did a good good job. Even if I went over there and I didn't do that, I still collected some information. You know? We don't think like that around here. I'll be honest. Um, There's people. There's individuals that think oh, That's like what I'm talking about, a culture, a correct. mindset. That's like... I think there's more individuals than... We think. We, we think. We're aware yeah. of what we're aware of. The problem is there's more individuals that we're, that I think think that way that we're aware of. The problem is the louder voices aren't those individuals. Yes. So, and, and that's anywhere you go. The louder voices are always going to overpower the people who aren't, who are just sitting back and doing the things the right way or not saying the other way is the wrong way. But right. the people who are most loud are the people that are the ones that people are going to listen to. Right. Yep. And that's the end of it. That guy. Yeah. <laughs> I, I call them terrorists. Yeah. That, I mean, that's what they are. They're standing off on the side, screaming about what they think is right and that everybody has to look at me and do my thing and do right. this or that and your ideas are stupid but, they done but then everybody's looking at them and paying attention exactly. to them and you yeah. miss stuff you, right. exactly you should be gathering I mean from the from the youngest firefighter on the job you don't know where he came from unless you do know where he came from and, you know, but most of the time you know you need a you need all those eyes you need all that information Sorry, Chad's making the home run. He's paying. I, I, I thought he was saying, "Let's move along." <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. You guys been on this long enough. Chad no. tells us to move along. He'll be moving right out the door. <laughs> no, I, I, I couldn't agree more with you. I, I really couldn't. And you know, I think we all can agree that a mind a mi- mindset is is the strongest thing in fire service. Yeah. I, I really do believe it because you have guys who want to be firemen. And you have guys who who truly love. The fire service, whether the volunteer, career, part, it doesn't matter. And then you have guys who go to work because they took a test and they got hired. Right. you got guys who joined the volunteer fire department because it looked good on a college application and, well, they're bored in the summer. Hold on. What happened? Computer spazzed. 
about Fangul. It's not the first paused. Like, I don't know. I clicked to look at a different track and I went. See, go that's fuck yourself. Don't click nothing. Well, that's, that's why you don't click nothing. We Anybody need a bathroom break? We don't trust this computer. Well, he cracked himself in the room. That's why he's got a, That's why he's got a cut on his lip. Yeah, what a bitch. <laughs> Yesterday he threw his helmet and dug out and came back and cracked him in the lip. He's covered in that's blood. That's awesome. It's like cheese. So they taped that section of the dugout off. Yeah, yeah. He's not allowed to do it again. He just fucking took his helmet off as soon as he got in the dugout. Tell me at least you recorded some of it. Well, I recorded the first half hour until I said. Mike, how's our DJ system? I'm going, to be, I'm going to Best Buy and I'm getting an, like a Surface laptop or something. We can do. It. I don't know why. I could have brought my laptop. Oh, we've oh. been going this whole time. Oh, that's Would you look at that? We'll have to edit so it. Never. No, keep that in there because people see that we're broken. It's hilarious. <laughs> hey, man, broken so, people doing broken things. Because I mean, obviously we're here with <laughs> the, be a hat. the fast board and whatnot. What do you guys when you go on a rec call or something like that? What do you guys? What's you know you're com- What's what's coming off the truck? What's coming with you guys? So I work on a, a squad company. So when uh, when we first started getting put in service, they came to us and said, "So uh, you guys are going to be the red company on all the fires." And I was like, uh, "I'd like to put in a transfer." And everybody else's hand went, went up in the air and said, uh, "I'd like to be a tra- have a transfer." <laughs> and uh, I wouldn't say that. We got that changed, but they were about to have a bunch of bad <laughs> um, So when we show up as a squad company, mm-hmm. we uh, we kind of move in and, and do whatever the chief needs us to do. Okay, and we get to freelance a lot. Uh, I probably shouldn't say that too loud. But <laughs> control, yeah, but control. I freelance a lot, but. That's what is almost expected. Go do that and then find work. Mm-hmm. As a RIT company, um, the ladders are generally the RIT company, and now we, I believe Philadelphia has assigned a uh, uh, an engine company to be part of that also, but it's a Stokes, Stokes basket with the RIT pack in it with right. you know some rope and a you know, come-along or a bottle and you know some other stuff that gets just... Skateboard wheels yeah. put on it so that you can carry it down the street, and then it sits in front of the building. And that was another thing that always bothered me. I mean, that sh- shit needs to get spilled out, inventoried as you're there. Yeah. Uh, so that at least you can. But, but that's that's about what it is. I mean, we have some rescue equipment, and we have firefighting tools. We have sealing hooks and axes and halligans, and mm-hmm. you know. And then we wait to get assigned to do stuff. Um, and guys will look for work. They'll help move things around. They'll help, you know, ladder. They'll pull line. They'll do this and that. But, mm-hmm. you know, but we're not running anything special. Luckily, um, Philadelphia just purchased six, five, six, five, six, six, six fast ports. Wow. Okay. Um, two of them went to Hazmat, and uh, four of them went to the SOC program. That's okay. pretty cool. That's and, awesome. Uh, it took me a long time to do that because of conflict of because interest. Of <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah. But luckily, cool, you know, we, we were able to get around it by uh, selling to the state yeah. and the state issuing it. Mm. So that's pretty uh, cool. Yeah, and uh, yeah, it was an interesting process. <laughs> I think that's always a topic that we bring up: is you know, what exactly do you bring on your fast or your writ right. yeah. in your yeah. basket? It always turns into an argument. It always, it, it turns into <laughs> so, so I do I do demos and stuff all over, and this right. is the same conversation we have. And Chief Force can attest, and so can all the guys that we that work with us. Um, we don't like seeing the whole concept of burying the board underneath. Like he was saying, um, we have a, what we might call the board man or board woman or right. firefighter. Their job is to get that board put in service with the assistance of a couple other guys if right. needed. If needed. Um, and that's what they do. So while other guys are throwing ladders, cutting bars, roll-ups, whatever, they have that, they have that guy who's always that ready. That guy's assigned to that. And then we're also yeah. teaching the mindset, like, well, for the volunteer companies, we're, for the RIC company that's parked out in the career department, so where I work, it's we could be three or four blocks mm-hmm. from the... By the time I even get there, when new RIC's most happening, like Don Abbott's Mayday Project, you'll see that, like, it happens pretty... Pretty uh, early on yeah, in right. the incident, five minutes. Like, there's right, the different studies show it, but where's that board? So, what we're kind of teaching the concept is like, 
maybe you don't really have like a um, if the Ritz not there, someone just grabs that board, like a ladder combi, rush combi, whoever's a special service, right, and they just right. throw it in the front right. yard. So when you're walking in, boom, you, you know saw it. Yeah, we need. To, we got either a victim, civilian, right. or we got a firefighter. Just go, go, go out, grab it. Whoever's coming in now, boom, and they're making like so you safe right, civilians right. live and firefighters left, even before the writ company gets there. So that's the problem. What you were saying earlier that you know maybe that writ company is you know ten minutes away. Right. Yeah. But if I mean you're going inside. You know, nice. it's not like it's not like we're not boys. You know, like we're not friends. <laughs> hey, yo, Johnny went down. I'll go wait for the writ company. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's, that's not how it works. That ain't happening. Right. You know, I'm killing myself to get Johnny out. Right. You yeah. know, you might as well have a good tool to do that. And that's one of the reasons we're we're moving away from writ or fast. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's a what it is is a door chalk for us. I mean, we can get in there because it gives us that. Right. But. uh we want to move away from it to save our own. Mm-hmm. And if I'm going, if my company's going in that door, something should be there to get them out. Yeah, right. That's what it is. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, it's like a, it's like a I'm trying to phrase it correctly. Like now you have like up here in our area, bailouts are huge. Mm-hmm. You know, we're, we're so close to New York that everybody's getting bailout. So yeah. what's the difference of? All right, you have the window version, but why not? You know, the, I'm going to call it the easier way. Package the guy and go out the way you know you came in. Well, we take him out the window with this too. We don't need a ladder. We, oh, yeah. we, we do straight drops right out of windows. You run the dimmer drill off the second floor, we run a dimmer drill in under five minutes. Wow. From the time the guy breaks plane going in the window. Go in, package, moving back out that window. If I've got a ladder, great. I can do a ladder slide, head right. first, feet first, doesn't matter. If I don't have a window, let's say we go up to rescue somebody, right. we're on the second floor, we lose the stairwell for one reason or another. I'll just go out that window. We do a straight yeah. drop. That's why the uh, the webbing on the on the board is Kevlar. The rope, the haul bag on it mm-hmm. is bailout rope. So if I don't clean that window out all the way, this I know it's going to work. Right. It's going to work. And it's built for that reason. Yeah. That's awesome. And uh, you, know, you can't take away from being able to bail out a window. Everybody should have it. The whole, everybody who goes into a building should be able to get out of any part of it right. from any place. Right, right, right. You should have a, a breaching tool. You should be able to, you know, a lowering tool. But when we put that in service, that's what I put that in mind. You know, if I got to take a guy off the roof, I don't want to have to go to a Stokes basket or right. go to this or go to it's that. I can do it with that. Right. If I got to get a guy out of a trench, I can go to that. If I have to get a guy out of the water, I can go to that. If I got to get a guy out of a basement, I can go to that. That's awesome. You know, and again, that's that familiarity. You know, right. That and familiarity breeds confidence. Yeah, and that's again, that, if you got confidence, it's, you know, it goes a long way. I mean, we've seen it. There's guys that are kind of like, if, if you're if you're confident in your tool, like I said, it goes a long way. Yeah, right. Yeah. And it's perishable skills. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, I can build a four to one out of you know a couple of this and a couple of that and get all that going. Can I do it in six months if I haven't done it? That skill set becomes perishable. Yes, right. constant training. Yeah. Right, being up on it all the time. Now with the board, I've kind of just you know I, I'll be straight up. I haven't worked with it, seen it, or I've seen it through the you know, but never yeah. like actually held it. Besides what I sold down down there. Yeah, I've seen there's like you know, like you said, you had bags here. Like, what are all the attachments? Or you know, what I'm saying like yeah, the, the, the accoutrement. <laughs> <laughs> As it would be. Um, so there's. Four main pouches on okay. the on the bag. The large orange pouch at the top of it is the haul line. Mm-hmm. Uh, the haul line is seventy five foot of uh, escape tech rope, uh, so it's bell out rope. It's a nice soft bell out rope, so it's malleable, and it's knotted every twelve inches. Okay. Uh, we throw the knots in it every twelve inches because the average length of a adult male's forearm <laughs> is about twelve inches. So if I'm in a real tight, confined space and I can't get a full pull, you know, behind me, I know that if I pull to here, I pull to my other elbow, that next knot is there. What it also allows us is to throw a mechanical advantage anywhere inside the system. So if we can employ rope rescue, Mm -hmm. we can, we can attach it in any position in there. Cool. So that's the main pouch. Um, The... Alternate colored side pouches. There's a red one and a blue one, and they are the horizontal bridle, formally. Okay. Uh, and 
basically it's a horizontal bridle. If we move from an emergency evacuation uh, into a rope rescue scenario and I have the ability to horizontally move somebody down or up, mm-hmm. well, that's going to be more comfortable. Right. So we can build a horizontal bridle and we can pull them out. Wow. We also use them a lot and, and we put it out there a lot that they are a drag strap for a mass casualty. So we can go in, get a girth hitch on mm-hmm. a couple people and pull them out, person on the bag or on the board also. Right. And then we have a, uh, a multi-loop strap. It's by Anderson Rescue Solutions. Uh, Tim Anderson is a friend of mine. Um, you know, he brought his strap to me a long time ago mm-hmm. before I started working on this. I didn't want to look at it because I'm like, <laughs> oh, I don't want your idea. But uh, Tim's a good guy. He's a very smart guy. He's got a bunch of products out there, right. uh, a bunch of rope rescue stuff. And when I saw the functionality of it, I was like, I'm going to put that on the board. Right. So if we get into a situation where we can't get the board to the person, mm-hmm. but we can get access to their their feet or their hands and we can get a pull, we can elongate the body, then we would use that to get a quick hitch on them, mm-hmm. pull them, get them loaded on the board, and then continue moving. And I just think it's a really... Yeah. And, and in mass casualty also, now we can functionally move four people. Mm-hmm. Go in, package one on the board, get the horizontal bridle, that's two more, multi-loop strap, we can get one more. If we got four people on the, the crew, we can move four right. people. Yeah. Wow. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, so that's the main pouches. Right. Uh, we're going to be coming out with a couple of other ones, cool. um, especially for the tactical side, where we're going to have drop bags, so civilians helping civilians, drop a little med bag, oh, wow. tourniquet, yes. uh, hemostat, galls, uh, pressure bandage, um, you know, like, yeah, it's a couple of things, apparatus. some, some instructions. Um, hopefully, we'll be able to put some technology in it where uh-huh. we can do some pack tracking, uh, same thing that they're doing there. Yeah, yeah. So we'll have an RFID or something inside wow. of that, so now we can track to those those right, points. Right. Uh, that's the main that's awesome. pieces. But that's what I'm saying. It goes a long way. Yeah. Like, said, like we said in the beginning, the, the, the Swiss Army knife factor of it. Yeah. If you really know and if you're up on your skills... You know, it's, it's all inclusive. Absolutely. There's yeah. no question. That's great. Wow. Thank you. I don't know. I want one. Yeah. So once we uh, once we wrap up the podcast, say we'll uh, we'll do some videos and pictures of uh, absolutely dress chat up maybe Mike. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Mike get dressed up today. Get dressed up. We'll do another couple. Of so you asked about the medical a while back, and right. it kind of goes. I had a hand, so the, the correct me if I'm wrong, the first confirmed save was a medical incident, but it turned really? into a tech rescue. That's pretty sick. Uh, on the ship? Oh, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, they, they were on a bridge of a ship. But still. Yeah. It was a medical event. Oh, yeah. wow. It was a, it was a tugboat, uh, huh. and it, it was with uh, Pensac in New Jersey. And I'd gone there... Like two days before, I did a little course, and then I delivered the board, and then the next morning, they didn't even have it on the piece, and they get a call for a a tugboat operator Mm -hmm. uh, with a cardiac event. And uh, the lieutenant, they'd gotten a little training that morning, he's like, grab that. And they took it with them, and uh, they showed up at the tugboat, and the the pilot was having some type of cardiac event. Mm -hmm. Um, He was on the fourth floor, and like three or four pigeon ways and really small ladders and uh, they said that they from the time they stepped foot on the tugboat moved up to him evaluated him packaged him moved him back down and had him ready to transfer off the boat was about 15 minutes wow. if you're doing that in rope rescue that's that's a big incident there right to set up high point anchors and you know your safety system mm-hmm. and your yeah. mechanical advantage yeah. and all of this type of stuff uh, they did it in 15 minutes. I thought it was you That's know, huge. For, and they did it with about 15 minutes of training was the biggest so now thing. So imagine, you know. Yeah, guys who are really proficient at it. Right. So, I mean, it's like when we do uh, basement removals. When my crew does it, we, you know, from the top of the steps, go down, search, mm-hmm. find them, package them, move them up and out for about two, two and a half minutes. Wow. The first iteration when we go and teach people, they're doing it in about three and a half, mm. four minutes. And by the end of the two hours, they're doing it in two and a half. Right. So That's got to be pretty cool, though, to know that the board's actually, you know, has that's, results. Yeah, that's yeah, always the best. Per se, you know, yeah, for yeah. lack of better words. Yeah. That's great. It's, uh, 
it, I get those calls and I gotta go sit in a dark room for a while and like I you know I'm, it's sometimes it's almost a little much people walk up yeah. to me and they're like that's a great thing that you're doing there and I'm just like oh, thank you so much what do I say <laughs> can, can I escape it's a game can changer. I can, yeah I mean that's what we get oh, it's a game changer and I'm like oh man what do I say uh Thank you. Uh, <laughs> uh, I'm gonna go over there. <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's awesome. But so, but it's been it's been awesome. I mean, I have gotten to travel all over the country, all right. over the world now, and you know, meet incredible firemen, incredible people all over the place, and it's a uh, it's a lot to see that light bulb come on. Right, right. Yeah. Yeah. How many countries are we in now? Seven or eight? I think we're in eight countries yeah, right I've, now. I've seen what, France? Uh, France we're in France. We're and we have a French distributor over there. It's wow. with, through a company called Courant, and they've been they've been awesome. Um, we got a guy over there, Fabian. I'm not even gonna try to. <laughs> <laughs> he's he's he actually came to America to see the board. Wow. Uh, and Courant wanted to sell the board, and I was like. Well, you got to come to my training if you're going to sell right, the board. Right. And they were like, okay. He's like, oh my God, we got to put on a training. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so the owner and, uh, and Fabian came and they went through our course and they've been over there crushing it for That's us. Awesome. They're taking us into a lot of different areas. Yeah. Uh, so I think we're in seven countries in Europe and now we're in Taiwan. We're going back to Taiwan. Mm. That's um, pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah, it was pretty awesome. It's going to evolve and keep going. Yeah, just so there's companies um, in, in the States, and I, France is military-based, but they're changing their SOPs, they're changing their box cards, they're changing everything, not everything, changing a lot right. based on the board. So a company I, I worked up with in New York, big volunteer company, right. three stations, ton of apparatus. They're like, oh, we're changing our box cards based on who has the board and our mutual aid and uh, and how we dispatch how our trucks are dispatched right. so it's pretty it's pretty fascinating and cool to hear those stories and yeah. the feedback um, their SOPs and stuff and so it's, it's, it's a good, beast it's good to hear yeah, yeah. and keep growing yeah <laughs> and just, awesome. you know Taiwan was really disturbing to me I mean uh I did not want to go. I was like, I'm not taking to my board to China to get stolen. Right. That. And, you know, I, I hate to say that, and I'm not prejudiced against it, but it, it is a stereotype, and uh, I was really worried about it. Um, but got the company vetted and went over there. And the, really the reason why I went over there is uh, they're calling me, and they're calling me, and they're asking me to come, and they're emailing me, and I'm like, no, not protected, can't do it, no, no, no. And then a guy calls me one day, and I saw it, and I was like, okay, I'll answer the phone. And it was a captain from over there, and he, he talks to me for a couple of minutes, and he says, can you please come? And I was like, I really, I just can't. He's like, our firemen are dying. We've lost 12 firemen in the last year, and we've lost them because we didn't know how to move them. And I was like, okay, I'll come. Wow. And uh, we got all the legalities handled, and I was like, I, I have to go. I mean, somebody who's going to call me and ask me that and, and tell me that. Say right. that. Uh, and I got to go over there and meet some of the guys who worked those crews. Mm. And, um, That's and, crazy. Yeah, some of them were really overcome. You know, wow. We developed the, the situation that they did, and it took them three hours to move six guys. And mm. me with one other guy, we were able to move all six in under ten minutes. And uh, you know, to see that right. how it affected them was was really heavy. You know, that's crazy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> can't make it up. I mean, it's kind of yeah. how 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 one thing can just go worldwide yeah. and make a difference. Well, that's that's what we're talking about: changing culture. You know, changing right. that mindset. You know, that this is here for us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if I get to use it for a civilian, that's great. Glad I could help. Right. This is here for us. You know, that's why I did it in the in the beginning because you know firemen are. It all comes back to that. Yeah, or some of the only people that will hang out with me. So <laughs> I might as well protect them. Well, you guys did come up the turnpike. <laughs> now, how was that? That was a a ride. Right? That's always a ride. <laughs> yeah, on the, on the way up, we discussed like uh, how so the tech rescue and emergency evacuation put together, but mm. so. Well, it's complicated. It's very simple to use. 
We were discussing cognitive function, mm-hmm. and again, I'm still reading up on it, but him and a couple of the other guys are super, super smart on top right. of that. Uh, so when 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 they, when shit hits the fan, it's game time. Right. Uh, for the newer guys, they just seem to like almost get tunnel vision, yeah. and we've all had it, especially when you're mm-hmm. new. You're like, oh, I see a person hanging there, and you know ladders are being thrown. So when some, one of your own goes down, it's important that you have that simplicity because you lose, you know, that cognitive wow. function. Yeah. And, you know, so it's, it's important to take note of that and right. be able to have something in place and do it as quick as he said, two and a half, three and a half minutes with just 15 minutes of training uh, and be able to save somebody. So that's pretty awesome. Uh, and all the reps are like, all the reps that I, that, I know them all, right. but we believe fully in this product and the multi-loop rescue strap right. that Tim puts out because we're all firemen right. designed by firemen to save lives and right. that's what, that's what it's all about a lot comes from you know just having the conversation because yeah. if you know you could just let's be real you could always go online and look at the thing and be like alright great but once you actually you know hear the story hang out you know tears you know like <laughs> you get it it's it, it's more than just you know the same like when, you know our, our buddies from heat straps same thing with them like you know when they first came out and I some guys are like, "What is this?" Yeah. But once you yeah. hang out and then talk to them, and you're like, it's how genuine it really is. It's not some Mickey Mouse bullshit. It's yeah. it's the real deal. Yeah. So. Yeah, and, uh, <laughs> and that's that's a huge thing for me. Uh, you know, I've got to go to a bunch of expos and I've got to meet a bunch of firemen right. who have come up with stuff. Um, you know, Chris Morton with a pig, uh, Scott uh, McCain with Bad Axe, mm-hmm. uh, both products I've used. I can't remember his name right now, but uh, BA Shields, mm. all this training mm-hmm. stuff. Um, I met you know some really smart, inventive guys who are fixing things out there, or making things that work, or make things that work better. I mean, firemen are inventive because we have to be, right. because we go into situations that are just shit from the door. Right. And uh, if you can't be fluid, if you can't be malleable to the situation, well, then you're basically a signpost, you know. So. You took the wrong test. What? <laughs> <laughs> so we're about we're about fifty minutes. So whatever you guys want to do. I mean, I'd like to see the thing. So all right, I'm, 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 ready. I'm ready. We're going to wrap this. Let's, let's do up. and set up a demo with yeah. you right now. Let, I'd, yeah. like, I'd like to see. We're going to wrap this yes. up. Um, follow us and follow yeah. Flow. Yeah. What's your uh, yeah. What's your uh, social fast media rescue system? solutions on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Uh, I have no idea. You can request a, you can request a demo through our website or shoot us an email. We'll, we'll, we'll be in touch. All right. You guys, thanks again for, uh, Thank you for coming yeah, on this crazy fun. drive. And yeah. It's not over yet, we promise. So look out Instagram. We're going to post all the stuff that comes up shortly. But Awesome. Thank you for having us, man. We really appreciate it. I really do enjoy traveling around and meeting guys who are doing the job, man. That's uh, boots on the ground. That's, uh, that's what I like to be. You know, That's yeah. who I like to hang out with. So I appreciate it. Great. Awesome.